Do you feel stuck in your life, career, or business? And are you ready to take things to the next level? If we haven't had a chance to meet, my name is David Trotter, and I'm a transformation coach passionate about helping people just like you rise above your biggest barriers to reach your greatest goals. My superpower is helping people experience tremendous breakthroughs in a short period of time. If you give me 12 weeks, I'll help you launch that new project, go after that better job, or overcome that challenge in your business. To find out how I can help you, head on over to insporising.com slash coach. That's insporising.com slash coach. I loved my coffee today. <laughs> I love the way the sun like shone in my bedroom. I love the sound of the birds chirping. Just like little stuff like that, anchoring that in and really, really, really just having gratitude. That's going to increase your wholeness. It's going to increase your, your sense of self-worth. And it's just, it's going to make you feel better. <laughs> Welcome to Inspiration Rising. My name is David Trotter and I'm a business growth consultant. I'm passionate about helping business owners just like you rise above your biggest barriers to reach your greatest goals all without the paralyzing overwhelm feeling all alone or wondering what the heck to do next i'm a former pastor and a serial entrepreneur who's passionate about personal growth because that's what's helped me cultivate peace in my life and empowered me to love my amazing wife laura of 26 years and our two almost grown kids so if you're all about business personal growth and peace in your life you're in the right place. I'm super glad that you're here. Hello, friends, and welcome back to Inspiration Rising. Question for you. When you walk by money on the ground, do you stop and pick it up? My guess is that if you saw a $100 bill on the ground, you definitely pick that up, right? What about a $5 bill? Sure. How about a $1 bill? Yeah, I think you would, of course. What about a quarter? How about a dime or a nickel? Or what about even a penny? Would you stop and pick it up? I'm going to tell you that I pick up every single piece of change that I see on the ground. Even those dirty pennies that look like it's been like just drugged through the mud and all scratched up. I pick it up. You know why? Because I receive it as a symbol or even a sign that there's plenty of financial resources in the world. And it's always showing up for me, even in the most unexpected ways. You see, I grew up in a middle-class home where I pretty much had everything I needed. But I do remember the phrase, we can't afford that, was used uh, pretty often. You ever say that in your household? Well, we can't afford that. Yeah. Then when Laura and I got married 26 years ago, we would be looking at, say, a house or a car or clothing or a vacation or something. And we would oftentimes say, ah, we can't afford that. Can't afford that house. Can't afford that car. Can't afford that clothing. Can't afford that purse, whatever it is. And I caught myself and I'd say, wait, 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 wait. We may have the money right now to be able to buy it. So technically we could afford it. Or let's just say that we don't even have the money, that um, that money isn't in our bank account yet. What if we started saying instead, we're choosing not to invest our financial resources in that way right now? So instead of saying, well, I can't afford that, oh, you know, I'm just choosing not to invest my financial resources in that way right now. Now, I feel like I've got a long way to go when it comes to the way that I think about money. 
I bet I could say something that's probably even more powerful than on choosing not to invest our financial resources in that way. Maybe I could even say, and I look forward to expecting to invest my financial resources in that way in the future. Maybe that would be helpful. I don't know. I'm still learning. And that's one of the reasons why I'm so excited to introduce you to Renee Reese. She's the worthiness queen. She's a certified success coach, NLP practitioner, and hypnotherapist who helps entrepreneurs and professionals heal their relationship with money and success and finally feel worthy of their next level dream. Did I mention she's an attorney as well? Okay, this woman rocks. I want to encourage you to share this episode with a friend who you think may benefit from this new way of thinking about money and self-worth. Tell them to subscribe to the Inspiration Rising podcast on their favorite podcast app, or you can always listen to the website, listen to the website, you can listen to the podcast on the website, I should say, at insporising.com slash podcast. All right, let's jump into my conversation with Renee Reese. Well, Renee, thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah. Okay, so today I want to just pick your brain and try to just download this expertise you have in this area of money mindset. And for those who aren't familiar with that term, what does money mindset mean? Yeah, so when I think of money mindset, I think of just your relationship with money. What do you think of money? What kind of relationship do you have? Um, And I think about it like any relationship. So it can be a healthy relationship. It can be a romantic relationship. It can be sexy. It could be fun. Or it can be a toxic, unhealthy, codependent, um, non-intimate relationship. Are you saying I can have a sexy relationship with money? (laughs) I've never thought of this. All of a sudden, I got all tingly. Like, what the heck? What are we talking about here? Yes. Um, I mean, for me and my clients, that's definitely the aim, the goal to have that, that lightness, that fun, that excitement, that sexiness, instead of that hard, um, you know, codependent, uh, oh my gosh, you're leaving. I hate you. I love you. I uh, can't get enough of you, but you're never here. That type of relationship. That's, that's not what people want. So when I say money mindset, I just mean your relationship with money, what you think about really, what, what do you think about money and how you relate to it? Okay. So how would you say the majority of us develop, like, how have we gotten to this place in our life with a money mindset? Like, how does that develop, I guess, is what I'm saying over the course of our lifetime? Yeah, so I would say two things. The first, of course, is in our childhood, you know, we come to this earth um, with pretty much a clean slate. And um, well, I say a clean slate, but some things can be generational, right? Um, So we mostly come with a clean state. And you know, when we're zero through seven, so many things are just being programmed into our minds. And during that age is where we don't really have the critical faculty, meaning, you know, our ability to discern what's right and what's wrong, what's a lie, what's the truth. That's why, you know, kids believe in Santa Claus and the tooth fairy. And, you know, they easily believe in magic and all of those things, which is great. Um, But you don't have the ability to Uh, really discern what's true and what's not. So people are your parents, society, um, just little instances you may have, you start to form just beliefs about money Mm. and the belief and you you form beliefs about everything, Mm -hmm. but you're picking up, you know, how your parents interact, whether they're stressed or your guardians or whoever you're picking up what society says, like, don't quit your day job. And you know, money's so hard to come by and are you going to have enough money? And you you just start to hear these conversations. We can't afford that. 
We can't afford that. Yeah. Put that down. Put that down. We can't afford that. We can't afford that. Um, you know, or look at this rich person, just um, so greedy. They're so evil. They're doing all this stuff and you're picking up all the stuff and you, you might not even realize you're, you know, creating a money mindset. You're just right. like, oh, okay, this is what life is. You, you have no idea what money is. Um, so we start to pick up on those things. And that, so that's the first thing, our programming from when we we're kids. And then the second thing, things happen as adults, right? So you're, you're programmed with this stuff and maybe you had a, a certain goal that you didn't meet, right? And you created some goal trauma around, you know, something that you wanted and you didn't get it. And we, we, we have these disappointments and it, it doesn't feel safe. It doesn't feel safe for us to trust money. It doesn't feel safe for us to trust the creator, whoever we believe in. Um, it doesn't feel safe. So a lot of adults are, it's not even just about money. It's really about that safety and feeling a sense of sense of freedom in the world, a sense of certainty in yourself and, or something bigger than yourself. And mm. that's, you know, money is just an amplifier of that. Mm. Okay. I, when we're talking, I remember back when I lived in, I think it was Campbellsville, Kentucky. All right. I know you've never been there, of course, <laughs> but I remember growing up and my parents had a VW bug. Okay. This was like probably late seventies. And I was a little kid, maybe like five, four or five years old. And I remember, I think there was like several hundred dollars laid out on the bed that my dad had, you know, sold this bug for, for like, I don't know, five, six, seven hundred dollars. And they were hundred dollar bills, Renee, hundred dollar bills. And as a kid, he let me hold it. And I just was like, whoa, this is a lot of money, you know? <laughs> Yeah. And uh, it's funny, even at that age, that fascination with money, but also kind of going, uh, I know we don't have a ton of it, but this is, inner, you know, it's just, you're, you're developing these concepts. Like you said, I love that. I love that memory of all that money in my hand. Even when I see a hundred dollar bill now, what is it about a hundred dollar bill to me? That's like, whoa, it's a hundred dollars. Yeah. You know what? Because most people have ones, fives and twenties. So when you see that hundred dollar bill, it's like, Ooh, this is like, a special occasion. Like this is for something that's, you know, specific. Maybe you took it out for a large purchase or like you said with your dad, it was something specific. He just sold something and, you know, got some money from it. So it's it's like a special occasion. Um, I always tell people that it's so good to just have money laying around. So like in your wallet, just having a hundred dollar bill or a couple hundred dollars dollar bill. So you're seeing it all the time and your mind starts to get used to that and it just feels abundant. Wow. I love that. Okay, so why, help me make the connection on why as a business owner, entrepreneur, that's important for me to have a certain type of mindset when it comes to money. Like how, how why is this important? I guess I should say. Yeah, so for me, um, I remember in my first business, I created a six-figure business and I was stressed out. Um, I had money coming in, but it didn't feel like it. And I felt like I didn't have a real grasp on money. It just felt like it was just coming and going and I had no control. And I had so much scarcity around, okay, like, okay, uh, if, if I don't get this next client, then I don't know what I'm going to do. And um, what if this client drops out? And oh my goodness, I don't know what to do with this money. I'm gonna just going to lose it all. There's all this uncertainty and this fear. And um, just, I, I know a lot of people have uh, shame around debt and just just real fear, real shame, real anger about some of there's there's really strong emotions. So as entrepreneurs, when we're building building wealth, we're building a legacy, we're building our businesses. It's so easy to you know 
you're worried about sales and marketing. You're worried about getting clients in. You're worried about um, more customers. You're doing all of that. But then what happens? Then what happens? Um, if you don't come from a place of worthiness, from a place of certainty, from a place of strength, a lot of people self-sabotage. This is why we see lottery winners. Um, they suddenly get a large sum of money and a lot of them, you know, just have negative negative life circumstances that happen later on. And it, it, it happens over and over again with lottery winners and why they didn't have that. Um, they weren't an energetic match for that money. So they felt, and I'll explain what I mean by that. <laughs> Whoa. Well, you they, just dropped a nugget there. What are we talking about here? Energetic <laughs> match. Right. So when you, anything in life, let's say goal or whatever, where, where we live, I live in New York. That means I'm an energetic match for New York right now. The energy of New York, whatever New York represents for me, um, I'm just in line with that. There are certain places that I probably never live because I'm just not at, like, I'm just going to. Campbellsville, Kentucky. Right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like that's not even on my radar. I probably will never even drive through there. Like I, it's just not a match for me. That's just not even something that's in the realm of possibility for me right now. Um, so when I say the lottery winners, it's like they see themselves as, you know, a person having a certain set of income, let's say it's $50,000 a year. That's how they see themselves. That's their set point. Um, and that's how much they've earned throughout their life. And then all of a sudden, let's say they win $3 million, they're like, whoa, 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 this isn't me. Their self-image in their mind is like, I'm not a millionaire. I'm not a millionaire. Mm -hmm. But their bank account says I'm a millionaire. So what happens? They start to make bad investment decisions. They start to give it away to all of their family. They just spend kind of recklessly or whatever. And all of a sudden, they have no more money. Um, Or they do have money. And Another thing that people do is, let's say they have a lot of money, but they think that they have to sacrifice something for it. So they have a lot of money and they're like, okay, well, I'm getting a divorce and you know, my health is um, in trouble now because I got all this money and like, I have to punish myself a, a little bit. I, my life can't be this good, you know? So that's what happens. So that's why it's important as business owners that we say like, no, we're allowed, our life is allowed to get this good. Um, you know, we have the mindset of, yes, I'm, I may not come from money or maybe I do, but I am a strong manager of money and I can handle this wealth. I can handle large sums of money so that we don't self-sabotage so that we continue to build our legacy um, and don't throw it away. Mm-hmm. You call yourself the worthiness queen, which is <laughs> yeah. like, I love that. Uh, but you. you tie self-worth to one's ability to generate wealth. Yeah. So if I help me understand that, because we've made the connection between, okay, what is a money mindset? Yeah. You've got to have a, a certain type of money mindset as an entrepreneur in order to align your energy with the energy of that money coming in. I think yeah. I got that right. Yeah. Is that, right? Is that close? <laughs> yeah, you're good. Okay. I'm just checking here. And then... <laughs> I somehow my self-worth is connected to my ability to generate wealth. Help, help me understand that. Yeah. A couple of things I want to say there. Um, so for me, you can have a billion dollars in the bank and it will feel like poverty without a deep sense of worthiness. It'll feel like you can have a billion dollars in the bank. You could have the relationship of your dreams. You could have great friendships. You will, you can have great health, but without that worthiness, it's going to feel like poverty, addiction, loneliness. It's not Mm. going to feel good. You're not going to feel fulfilled. And like I, with the example with the lottery owners, um, 
they didn't see themselves as multimillionaires. So they got rid of the money, right? And a lot of it is like, well, why don't they see themselves as multimillionaires? Because, you know, in their past, they weren't multimillionaires or someone decided a long time ago in their family, like, we're not that kind of family, you know, money's evil or whatever. Um, when we're born, we are, we, we come with a fresh slate, like I said. And when a baby, when that spark of life is there, you, you look at the baby and you say, you deserve the world. You are worthy of every single dream. You are worthy of all the good things in life. And we have all these hopes and all these dreams for this baby. And then life happens, you know, through the circumstances of life, you know, our decisions and other circumstances happen. And suddenly it's like, you know what, I'm not worthy of a good relationship. I'm not worthy of, you know, ease. I'm not worried. I'm not worthy of having like a great home. I'm not worthy of all of those things. So your next level of wealth, a lot of times is really just, I'm not worthy of this. I'm not worthy of my life getting this good. I'm not worthy of my life getting so much better. And when we realize like nothing changed, like your worthiness did not change. It was the same as you were when you were uh, thought up, when you were just a thought. And it's the same when you were actually born. And it's the same now. Nothing has changed except for the stories that you've told yourself and the things that have happened, but that it, it did not change. So when you realize that, when you step into that, I'm, I'm worthy of all the good things and every good thing I can possibly imagine. Money is just like, it, it's, it's like a inevitable. It's like, Oh yeah, of course, you know, I'm worthy of, mm. you know, having my dreams realized and, you know, having the money to do that. I'm worthy of fun activities for my family and like having the money to do that. And yeah, just stepping into that worthiness will just help you ground yourself into, into your next level of wealth and what you want to do next. What does that word worthy mean to you? Like, what does yeah. that actually mean? Yeah. So the word worthiness is just for me, inherent value inherent value, irrevocable value, um, unchangeable value. It's just recognizing how much value you actually have. Um, one of my friends, he um, describes, he's in the Worthy and Wealthy Summit. He describes worthiness as all of the confidence without any of the ego. It's, ah, yeah. It's, okay. <laughs> it's just knowing how great you are, how good you are how amazing you are without the sense of, without that bravado, without any arrogance. Right. It's just that estimation of, wow, like I was picked to be born in on this earth at this time. And because of that, I'm inherently worthy. Yeah. How do I know if I'm lacking in self-worth? Like obviously we're not lacking in worth because we know that change that doesn't change is what you're telling me. It sounds yeah. like it's my ability to either like embrace my worthiness. How do I know if I'm lacking in my ability to embrace that? Yeah. So look around at your life. Like when you're sick, are you allowed to take days off without feeling guilty? Um, are you allowed to relax on the weekends? Have you pre pre COVID? Did you tell yourself, man, I would love to just get massages every month or a facial or get a massage anytime. And like, you just never find the time. Do you have a daily debt of energy and, and, and time? Or are you pushed to the brim? Are you um, allowed to celebrate your wins? Do you go from one thing to the next thing without saying, wow, like I'm amazing. Let's celebrate this thing. Um, are you, do you feel like you're in a place of constantly striving and never arriving? Mm -hmm. That's a, that's a, that's a good sign that there's some, self-worth. Yeah. Okay. 
So obviously one of the things that you help people do is increase their self-worth. Take us, if somebody's listening here today and they're going, wow, yeah, okay, I realize this is like, as you're talking, I realize this is not, you know, I don't have a lot of self-worth. Um, you know what, let me make a point here that I think is so interesting is, um, Renee, you ever see people, either people or couples that always have calamities in their life? Like, you know what I mean? Like they're always getting sick or they always have this problem. They're getting a car accident. They're getting into debt. They're getting like just these random things happen. Yeah. And I'm like, that seems like this person is cursed or something. You know, like these things, these things don't happen to me. Like maybe once in a while, but like ever, I mean, their whole life feels that way. Do you think that's uh, coincidental? Do you think that's tied to self-worth? Because a lot of it has a financial impact on their life, whatever those calamities are. Yeah. What do, what do you, you, do you, am I making this up? Do you ever see people like this? <laughs> yes, all the time. Um, I don't think anything's made up. I don't think, you know, it's just like a random coincidence that these calamities keep happening. Um, it's easy to write it off as a coincidence, like, oh yeah, this is just how the world works. Um, but I think it says a lot about our our mindset. And, and I certainly am not blaming the victim. Of course, it's not about of blame, right? It's just about responsibility. So I have someone in my life who's always like, it's always something, you know? Yes. Yes. It's that person. (laughs) It's always something. Something's always going to hell in a handbasket. Always looking for it. Yeah. And, and I I can just hear the person in my mind is like, it's always something. And, and for that person, it is always something. It really is. It's the car, it's the house, it's the relationship. It's always something. Um, And I just wonder like, so our brains have something called the reticular act, uh, activating system. So it's like when you, let's say you're buying a red car, right? A red Honda for just example. That's when you start seeing everyone who's ever, like you start seeing red cars everywhere. You're like, oh my gosh, does everyone have a red car? Oh my goodness. Like, are there any other cars? Um, and that's that's just how our brain works. Like it, it, it looks for evidence of what we already believe and what we already think, but we're already confessing, right? So if someone's saying it's always something, your brain is going to look actively look and bring into the physical that thing that you're that you're saying. So yeah, it is go- always going to be something. If that's your mindset, that's your attitude, and yeah, I think it's a worthiness issue because you know what? I feel like I'm worthy of ease. I'm worthy of yeah, I'm just worthy of ease. And yes, of course, things do happen in life, but I'm never going to take an incident or take a pattern and say this is all I'm destined for. This is going to be the rest of my life. I say, okay, this is what's going on now. And yeah. what do I want? What do I want for the future? Do I have to, does, is this always going to be this? No, it doesn't have to be. And I'm never going to speak that over my life that this is, you know, this pattern is forever. So yeah, I'm worthy of ease. I'm worthy of just fun and good times. And you know, when things happen, I can work through it. Um, I can work through my emotions around it and I can keep going and mm-hmm. look for evidence of all the good that's happening. Mm-hmm. Okay. So how do I increase my self-worth? How do I embrace more of this worthiness that you're talking about? How do I become a worthiness queen? Come on. <laughs> so the first things first, uh, especially for business owners, um, a lot of times I'll see a business owner be like, okay, like I just hit this, you know, great income goal last month. And it seems like, you know, this month, nothing's happening. Right. And I'm like, okay, my first question is, are your needs being met? You know, like, are you meeting your just basic human needs, right? Are you 
creating time for playtime, you know, like your inner child, um, probably, I mean, if you talk to him or her or them, like they probably want to play, they probably want to go outside. They probably, um, want to be seen. They probably want to be adored. Like how, like whatever you're asking for the world, how well are you doing it for yourself? When people are not, or or if they're saying, "I, I don't feel seen by my partner, I don't feel seen by, you know, my friends, like, are you seeing yourself? Are you allowing yourself space to be seen by yourself? Are you Mm. allowing um, just your basic needs to to be met? Like, are you just the, the, honestly, the basic things, like, are you drinking enough water? Are you getting nourishing meals? All that fun stuff. And then I would also just ask about how their nervous system is doing. Because when we have those high speed months, sometimes it's like, go, 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 which is great. Some, I mean, sometimes I enjoy that, to be honest. And then your nervous system might be trying to play catch up. So how are you soothing your ner- nervous system? Are you, and it could be myriad of ways. Are you taking baths? Are you, you know, lighting a candle, getting your bringing your five senses, um, into your life? Are you, um, listening to common music? Like, what are you listening to art? Like meeting your needs in those ways. That's the first thing I would say. The second thing I would say is when people have a goal and they're, like I said, always striving, never arriving. Um, I always ask them, how are they celebrating? How are they celebrating? How are they taking the time to, really like anchor in that moment as they are climbing all the way up. Because if you're not careful, you're just going to be climbing a mountain for the rest of your life mm-hmm. and you're never going to reach one of those, what are those, those flat points called? I don't remember, but you're never gonna, yeah, you're never yeah. going to reach a plateau to just like take in the view, you know, mm-hmm. like, you know, when you're, you're hiking or, you know, climbing a mountain, you, you look back and you're like, Oh wow, this view is so amazing. The higher I climb, the greater this view is. And if you're just climbing and climbing and climbing, your mind is going to be like, what is the point of this? And Mm -hmm. you're going to start to rebel. Your inner child is going to be like, this sucks. Like we never play anymore. Mm -hmm. We never have any fun activities. We never do any of that stuff. Um, So I would, I would ask like, are you celebrating? And then um, another thing, this is so cliche, but it's so true. um, Gratitude because, and I'm going to actually tell a Bible story really quickly. I don't know if that's whatever I'm going to tell. Yeah, do it. Yeah. So when, um, I don't remember, I think it's the book of Luke, Jesus was healed the 10 lepers and, um, they ran off or whatever, except for one. And one is like, I just, you know, turned around and said, thank you. And Jesus is like, weren't there 10 of you? (laughs) Um, and he says, you know what, go, your faith has made you well. And looking at it, it's like, he was already well, like Jesus healed him. Like he was physically, physically well. And if you look at that word, when he says your faith has made you well the second time, it's, um, it's a Greek word sozo. And it means, um, it means to be made whole. It means to like have a full life. It means just a different sense of wholeness separate from the physical healing. Right. Mm -hmm. And when we have gratitude, that's what happens. It expands our moments. It expands um, even to a deeper sense of wholeness, to a deeper sense of worthiness. So I know gratitude sounds cliche, but taking in those moments, like what did you like about today? I remember just during a really hard time in my life, I was trying to have gratitude. It was, it, it, I'd literally write down a list. I had like a little tiny notebook and I'd write like, 
I love my coffee today. <laughs> I love the way the sun like shone in my bedroom. I love the sound of the birds chirping. Just like little stuff like that, anchoring that in and really, really, really just having gratitude, that's going to increase your wholeness. It's going to increase your, your sense of self-worth. And it's just, it's going to make you feel better. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, so yeah, those are just some good. Cool, yeah. Things. So I know one of the things that you do is um, meditation and hypnosis with your clients to help them have kind of breakthroughs in this. Am I right? Yeah, yeah, I do. So um, hypnosis is one of my favorite things because um, like we said, all this, all these beliefs and all that is stored in your subconscious mind. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times when people are trying to change, they write affirmations, which is, which are great. Right. Um, the reason why they do that is because you're trying to instill this repetition in your subconscious mind, which is why you have to do your affirmations over and over and over again. Um, to just get into your subconscious mind and sink in. And the reason I love hypnosis is because it's like the shortcut to your subconscious mind. <laughs> um, and it's basically, I know it sounds to some people, it could sound like super scary and super like, whoa, what's happening? Hypnosis. It's, it's honestly just a way um, to get you relaxed and to let your guard down, basically let that critical faculty down. And um, when you're in that hypnotic state, it's easier for your subconscious mind to take in some of those suggestions. So if you're saying, you know, if you want to increase your money mindset or whatever, if you're, let's say you're bad at sales or you think you're bad at sales and saying, if you're in a hypnotic state and saying, I'm a great saleswoman, I'm a great salesman and I'm such a great leader. I am the queen of X, Y, and Z. I'm great at handling money. It's so much easier for, um, instead of doing affirmation all the time and no knock to affirmations, I love them, but hypnosis is just like the shortcut, the lazy, yeah. lazy way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And I'm always do down for a circuit. One-on-one so, yeah. one on one or through recordings or how do you do this? So I do both. So with my clients, it's 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 better the more specific it is. Mm -hmm. So with my clients, obviously I know their specific issues. I know their specific hangups. So I'm able to um, do it one-on-one -on -one with them. And then for groups, I, I do uh, recordings just because I know how it is and I know um, I know some of the things that come up. So it's easier to do that, to, to do it that way. So one-on-one -on -one with my clients. And then I also do group recordings as well. How long do those usually last? Not that long. Like they're under, I try to keep them short. So definitely under 30 minutes, um, probably around 20 minutes. Fascinating. Very fascinating. Okay. Thank you. So one of the things that you have been very active in, in the last few months is, um, being a voice for things that you are personally passionate about. Okay. Yeah. In our world and community. And you're also encouraging other coaches and consultants to have the freedom to express their own views, you know, in yeah. the world. Um, and you've been very um, deliberate in um, raising up other people of color to speak their um, truths in terms of what they're bringing to the world. One of the yeah. things that I want to make sure people check out and we'll talk about it at the end is the worthy and wealthy series. So it's a summit coming up in just a, a few days. Um, what are the dates on that, by the way? Uh, we launched September 28th. And so one expert will be featured daily. Great. September 28th, 2020. And yes. um, so worthyandwealthyseries.com. We'll have that in the show notes, of course. But help me, help me understand um, your passion for, um, I understand your passion for speaking your own um you know, thoughts and beliefs in terms of social issues, but like you're really encouraging 
other people to do that too. Like yeah. that's a powerful place that you're standing in. Help me understand why that's so important to you. Yeah. You know what? I think in building a business, um, a lot of times, and I, especially in the beginning for me, a lot of times like leave certain parts of you at home. And of course there are certain things that are private and like, you know, everyone doesn't need to know. Um, but leave parts of your identity at home. Um, don't ever talk about politics and religion. That's, you know, that's too much. And you're going to, um, drive people away or whatever. And I just felt like, what if we didn't, you know, leave parts of our identity at home? Like I'm, I'm a black woman. Like anyone who works with me will know that. So it's like, why hide that? Why, um, pretend that, you know, certain things don't bother me or why pretend that I don't care about certain things when this is a part of me and this is who I am. And I get to, I, I'm a business owner. I own, I'm the worthiness queen. Like I get to choose who I work with and I get to choose who I collaborate with and not saying anything out of fear. Like that's just scarcity. That's, that's also a bad money mindset because it's like, oh no, 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 no. Um, no one's going to want to work with me. There's so, there's like a how many billion, seven billion people in the world? There's a lot of people in the world. So if someone is turned off by something I'm saying, that's okay. Like we don't, we don't need to get in a fight about it. Like, Hey, like, you know, somebody else will be turned on. What'd you say? Somebody else will be turned on by what you say. Exactly. Exactly. So sometimes, you know, people don't agree and that's fine. And then other people feel seen and I want people to feel seen. Like I remember coming to the coaching industry, there weren't as many black women that I saw, you know, um, and I started to be diligent about looking, looking for other people. And there are, but when I first came in, I was like, Whoa, what, what's going on? There's, there's not a lot of black women here. And, um, and so now with my summit, especially there's the most, most of the speakers are black women. And I just want people to feel seen. That's what I want. I want people to understand, like they're a voice in this world and they can own that voice, whatever that voice is. Their their voice is just as valid as anyone else's voice. And I want them to step into that leadership and understand, like, this is your business. This is your like your life. What you're what you're creating. That's your art. So what? However you want to create your business is your art. However you want to collaborate with people is your art. However your content is your art. However you want to participate in in this global conversation is your art and you have the right to do that. And I want to give people permission to really start owning that. And and that's why it's so important to me. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. So good. All right. So um, if someone's listening and they're going, oh man, I, I don't think I'm worthy of money. I think it's really hard to generate money. I'm always scraping to try to, you know, pay for X, Y, and Z. Um, I'm dying here. Like what would be the first thing you would encourage them to do? Yeah. So I would say just test yourself, just test it for a minute. Right. Um, when I first started getting into money and feeling like what, you know, what am I worthy of and all of that? I was like, okay, the next level version of myself, the person who has all the money, who has all the wealth, who has the life that she wants, what is she doing? What are, What is one of the things that she's doing? And she had nice pajamas. Like I, I just really like envisioned her and she had these nice pajamas. And at the time my pajamas weren't nice. They were, I was just sleeping in whatever, ratty t-shirts, whatever. And I was like, okay, she has nice pajamas. So, and at the time I was pretty broke, but I was like, okay, I'm going to get myself a nice pair of pajamas. And, um, I went on Amazon and I just, I was like, okay, I'm going to choose a pair of pajamas. I'm not going to, I'm not even going to 
pay attention to the price. And it just happened that the pair of pajamas I saw that I liked was $25. And, you know, $25 doesn't sound like a lot, but when you're broke, it's a lot. Yeah, it's it's a lot. So I was like, oh crap, I'm gonna buy these pajamas. What if this doesn't work? What if this is stupid? What if I'm just wasting money? And I said, okay, we're just gonna pretend for 30 days that this does work, and I'm gonna put myself in an abundant mindset, and I'm gonna buy these pajamas, and we'll just see. And so I'm searching. I put the put the pajamas in, in my Amazon cart, and I'm like, okay, let me go get this. And I happen to be in another country, and I don't know why. But Amazon needed to see my driver's license for me to add. I guess I was adding a new bank account or something. I don't remember. But they needed my driver's license. So I'm digging in my purse and I'm like, okay, let me like grab this. And what do I find? I find some old random Amazon gift card that I didn't even remember that I had it. And uh, how much was it for? It was for $25. And it was just a sign to me like, okay, like I'm always going to be provided for. And it doesn't have to be a $25 pair of pajamas. It doesn't have to be, you know, a luxurious trip anywhere. It could be maybe you buy the water that you want, you know, maybe instead of like buying the cheap water, you buy the more expensive water. Or maybe it's um, you order food one night or you, maybe it's a dollar. Maybe it's your, you want to be generous with some, with someone and you just feel like you don't have it. Maybe you give a dollar to GoFundMe. It doesn't have to be anything, you know, ex- exorbitant like it doesn't be anything crazy um but take that one expansive step just try one thing one expansive step and see what happens take a chance think about what you'd be doing if you had the life that you wanted and take one step that way and see how it works out and just for 30 days just pretend that you are the person you want to be mm-hmm. and see what comes up and yeah start expanding mm-hmm. get the guacamole yeah <laughs> <laughs> exactly getting the guacamole like, how much is that oh it's three dollars oh three dollars <laughs> i don't know if i can afford three dollars get the guacamole get the guacamole yes that's 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 your step to becoming abundant if you <laughs> skimp out on guacamole try it for one time and see how that feels and that you feel amazing <laughs> that is so good all right so uh, if people want to work with you, you have group coaching and individual coaching. Is that right? Yes. Yes. Okay. So my group is actually launching uh, at the end of October. Um, so if people are interested in that, that's going to be amazing. It's going to be a six month uh, mastermind and they're going to get all my visualizations and hypnosis and um, just my library of stuff. And we're going to also have weekly teachings and group calls and group coaching. And I'm really calling in high level um, clients for that one. So that's going to be a fun time. And I'm also doing individual work as well. So if you weren't interested in working with one-on-one and healing their relationship with money and success, we do that as well. Great. And so if you're interested in the summit, which starts September 28, 2020, go to That URL will be in the show notes. You can swipe up on your phone and click that link now or uh, check out uh, Renee's Instagram. It's the Renee Reese, uh, T-H-E-R-E. Oh my gosh, there's so many E's in there. T-H-R-E-N-E-E-R-E-E-S-E. Uh, don't go to Renee Reese talk. Don't go to Instagram Renee Reese because that's like some guy's oh my butt. Gosh. Like it's just like a cowboy's <laughs> butt in jeans. It's not sexy. It's just like a guy. It looks like he's crawling under his house or something. I don't know. Oh my uh, goodness. Uh, and then your website is renreese.com. Yep. So we'll have all of those great things. So Renee, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom. And uh, I love connecting with you. 
Thank you so much. I'm so excited. Thank you so much for having me. And I absolutely love connecting with you as well. Hey, congrats on listening to another episode of Inspiration Rising. Why congrats? Because you're pouring education and inspiration into your mind and heart. And that's something we all need if we're going to grow our businesses and reach our goals in life. Now, if you enjoy Inspiration Rising, do us a favor, share it with a friend, take a screenshot of your favorite episode and text it to them. Tell them to search for Inspiration Rising on their favorite podcast app and click subscribe. And if you haven't already, be sure to sign up for Inspo Text. That's our daily inspirational text messages. Just text me right now at 949-401-6090. That's 949-401-6090. Just say, hey, Dave, what's up? You'll get an automated reply with a link where you can add yourself as a contact. And of course, you can always unsubscribe. I want you to know today that you're inspired, empowered, and loved, not because of the way you feel or what anyone else says about you, but because that's your true identity.